0: It's Patriots has a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth. So buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not going to stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and, oh yeah, thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sorey at the Patriot Factor. It's Tuesday night, 23rd of May. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? I'm good. I'm looking forward to a break. You and I need to do a little little housekeeping here and let people know our schedule coming up in the next few days.
1: Yes, we are going to take a Memorial Day break. We'll be back not this Friday. Not next Tuesday, but the following Friday, to catch up on everything in the news cycle, and we've got some very interesting things planned.
0: Now that that Friday that we come back, that's what June second.
1: June second.
0: Okay. Yeah, that would be June second. Yeah, I had to think Mm -hmm. about it there for a minute. Yeah, so we'll you know we'll take a little bit of a break. Won't be doing a show this Friday. Will not be doing a show next Tuesday.
1: And there's a reason for that. this time, we actually get, since Craig and I have been partners, our first Memorial Day weekend off.
0: Yeah, I mean, and what? We've been doing the show for, what, nine years, I think? Something like that? Nine Nine or ten. Ten ten years.
1: Ten actually. I, I
0: I lose track. And we've never done an actual Memorial Day break.
1: No. But this year, with everything that's happening, and we'll get into some of it with our quick hitters, we're going to just regroup a little bit, clean up some things we're in the process of uh, starting, and uh, be back on June 2nd.
0: Now, I'm still lobbying for a break over Groundhog's Day. But so far, I've been unsuccessful in getting it.
1: You've been unsuccessful. <laughs> yes,
0: you have. <laughs> That's my favorite holiday, and I don't get a break. Nope, you don't. And you s- folks, you see the crap I have to put up with? You see the working <laughs> conditions I have to live under? Don't get my favorite holiday off. oh, oh poor Craig. <laughs> And it's the same thing every year, kind of like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my
1: favorite holiday is actually Halloween. Not because I like the candy. I'm not a candy eater, but I love the decorations.
0: (laughs) Well, and for those of you who don't know, Diane is like the decorating queen.
1: Well, because I'm actually a decorator by an interior decorator by profession. So every holiday in gets treatment at my house
0: and see that's another reason i love groundhog's day you don't have to decorate you don't have to do a special meal you don't have to go anywhere there's there's no you know formal activity for groundhog's day it just is that's what makes it such a great holiday
1: (laughs) yeah but the poor little critter seems to get it right more times than not, which doesn't make people happy.
0: Right, that's true. Folks, we got a lot of stuff coming up tonight. Diane, you're talking about charges must be levied,
1: actions must be taken. Yes, I've reached my point on the southern border, let's put it that way. You and a lot of other people. But I have a solution that I'm sure many people have thought about, what haven't said
0: diane's gonna say it out loud tonight yes <laughs> <laughs> now i'm i'm dealing with a very serious topic tonight <laughs> the uh, the potted plant gets a doctorate
1: well you know what you should get a special award for snippet uh, a snippet doctorate how's that
0: yeah video i folks I've got 17 videos locked and loaded in my commentary at the nationalpatriot.com. <laughs> 17. But you'll be
1: laughing your entire way through.
0: Now, I got to ask you, Diane, did you actually go and look at all the the videos since oh, I posted?
1: Yeah. I needed a good okay. laugh today in the process of uh redoing my husband's closet i needed a good laugh so i went and i you know uncle joe at his best what can i say it's funny oh it's good that you came out of the
0: closet in time for the show yes <laughs> let's start with ron DeSantis now ron DeSantis, uh, governor of some state called florida which most people probably have never heard of um he is going to make his big announcement about 2024 coming yes. up tomorrow and i've just got one question for you diane
1: yes do,
0: do you now believe me that he's going to run
1: <laughs> i always knew he was gonna run i never had any doubt about it but i love to give you a hard time um he is going to be announcing at 6 p.m on twitter live it will be Um, an actual interview with the great Elon Musk. And then at 9 o'clock, they will have a direct video into Miami at his big campaign fundraising event. And I am so happy that within the next few days, I will be sending him a campaign check. Okay. All
0: right. I'm sure he'll find something to do with a dollar <laughs> and 25 cents. And:
1: No, 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 no. And th- it's not to say, I won't vote for Trump if he gets the nomination. I will publicly stating it, if Donald Trump gets the nomination, he gets my vote. But I'm hoping that Ron DeSantis gets it.
0: Well, now I gotta say, a couple of weeks ago, and I told Diane about this uh, one day when we were just chit-chatting. Elon Musk was trying out the Twitter live video thing, mm-hmm. and it was hysterical because the quality of it was so pathetic. I mean, it, it was it was like something. If they had such a thing in the 1970s, this would have been
1: that well it's perfected now
0: (laughs) yeah and he was uh, elon was laughing hysterically he couldn't stop laughing but he kept saying we got to fix this we got to get this quality up and then he would look at it and just start laughing all over again so now i'm assuming that's all been taken care of so it'll be a very nice smooth uh video feed do we have any idea how long that conversation between elon and ron is going to be
1: It's kind of open-ended. However long it takes, whatever the back and forth is, that's how long it'll be. But the best part of it for me, I'm sorry to say this. I'm going to say it as nice as possible. Every candidate wanted to be involved with Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis got it. That says a lot. Now, I'm wondering
0: who approached who, and we may never find that out. But I'm wondering if Ron DeSantis contacted Elon Musk and said, Hey, can I do this? Or Elon Musk maybe contacted Ron DeSantis and said, Do you want to do this?
1: Well, I do know one thing Elon Musk has been in talks with Ron DeSantis about moving certain of his operations. To Florida, DeSantis invited him to come, move here, we're free. You could, you know, do what you want with your company, this and that. Um, so they, there has been connections between the two for a while. Also, you have to remember that Elon Musk is connected with NASA and with the Cape. Once his platform is built at Cape, Cape Kennedy, the one in Boca Chica is going to be shut down. And he's moving his SpaceX operations here. He understands, he's a businessman. He understands the business. Business is thriving in Florida. And always was through the pandemic, through everything. Yes, some companies went out of business, of course, because of the pandemic. But not on the level that the rest of the country did.
0: Right. And Elon Musk understands that, you know... The the path to Mars uh, launches from the Cape and mm-hmm. uh, and
1: the Moon. Yes.
0: Now, now, you called it Cape Kennedy, D- didn't you? Mean Cape Canaveral?
1: Cape Canaveral. Well, it's still for some called Cape Kennedy. It it it's kind of a uh, it's a twofer. the The actual Cape is Cape Caned- uh Cape Canaveral. Uh, but some people still call Mission Control Cape Kennedy, so right, it's right. It, it goes by either name, yeah. really. Um, you know, uh,
0: Launch Pad Thirty Nine A is at the Cape, mm-hmm. and that that plays a big part in you know what you're doing if you're going to the Moon or if you're going to Mars. And right. Elon Musk is building uh, a launch facility very close to Launch Pad Thirty Nine A, right you know so and he's building high bays to you know build the rockets there and and all of that so that you know and that's probably still another year or two away uh before they're ready to move uh facilities there boca chica texas though is a test facility right and it is it is serving its purpose very well so right
1: but elon musk he knows what Florida has to offer, and something everybody forgets about Elon Musk, he has a lot of children. He has nine children.
0: That guy should take a night off. Uh,
1: different women, but he has nine children. <laughs> and he's very astute to how important education, real education not social indoctrination, right? but real education is to children. And he knows that Ron DeSantis is a champion of education. In Florida, we don't teach critical race theory. We don't teach transgenderism. We don't teach sex to little children. The the um, uh, drear Queen Story Hours for the most part, are completely gone from here. He and his wife, Casey, are big champions of education, and so is Elon Musk. So there's certain ties there that, I mean, most people saw this coming out of the blue, but when you think about it, it makes perfect sense.
0: Well, let me ask you this. If kids aren't being taught those things in the state of Florida, how do you expect Floridian children to grow up to be idiots?
1: (laughs) We don't. We expect them to be well-read, well-versed in the reading, writing, math, science, history. By the way, our schools do teach American history, the real American history. Not according to the liberals, they don't. Yeah, well, the liberals are fighting us here, but we're winning. And uh, But there was one thing that really irked me about this announcement today, and I'm going to be very delicate about it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Again, President Trump was a great president. Our economy thrived. We were respected on the world stage. I do not have... One bad thing to say about his presidency. However, his ego, his narcissism, and his nastiness are turning a lot of Republicans off, and more importantly, the independents. Today, when this was announced that DeSantis would be announcing with Elon Musk, he put up a statement, and it basically said, oh, that's so typical of Ron. He can't do it in front of people. He doesn't know how to act in front of people. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing. I am not quoting folks. How could you do something like that when you haven't heard what the man said, you haven't heard what Elon Musk said, You have not seen the interview because it's live, unrehearsed, and yet you're slamming not only Ron DeSantis, but Elon Musk? That's not a man you want to cross.
0: You know, to me it's interesting, okay? Um, The the way I look at it is – You know, like Alan West once said, you only take flack when you're directly over the target. Exactly. So the fact that Trump is, you know, firing flack at Ron DeSantis means Ron DeSantis is directly over the target. Now, you may not know that if you look at the poll figures right now, but the polls, I mean, this far out, they don't don't really mean that much. You know, Uh we got to wait till things shake out, and, you know, we're still— well over a year until you know, or right out of year till we get to the uh the first primary elections. So mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of ground to be covered there. Ron DeSantis obviously is living in Donald Trump's head. Yes. Okay. Big time. And mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, like you say, Trump is being as nasty as he is, you know, about Ron DeSantis means that he sees Ron DeSantis as his primary challenger, and he's afraid of him to some extent, okay? Now, that said, with Ron DeSantis living in Trump's head, Diane, I'm not sure Trump isn't living in yours, because every time Trump comes out and says something like this, it it just— irritates you no end i i'm just i'm just waiting until things shake out see where the polls are when we get close to the primaries whoever wins the primary gets my vote whoever wins the republican primary gets my vote period
1: absolutely mine too
0: you know it's going to be interesting to see though this this announcement tomorrow how Mm -hmm. far is ron DeSantis going to go do you think and this is just a question to you Do you think he's already made his VP choice, and who do you think it might be?
1: Uh, Personally, let me preface by saying a lot of us here in Florida are getting sick and tired of Donald Trump's hit pieces flooding the news against DeSantis, who has not declared yet. He's been doing this for months now. If he thought that that was going to make DeSantis say, eh, maybe I shouldn't do it, he underestimated an ex-Naval officer and a JAG lawyer. That's a mistake. Number two, I think he has his VP choice. Whether he will announce it tomorrow, I have absolutely no idea. Um... There's a lot of rumors going around. One of them is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm. I'm not so. I'm not sold on that.
0: No, I'm not either.
1: Because she just became governor. It's her first, you know, political office. Um, I, I'm just not sold on it. But I'm not going to say no. I just don't necessarily believe the rumor mill. However, there are two two choices that I would like to see if he would pick one of these two people. Tim Scott or Nikki Haley?
0: You know, I'd be okay with either one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Honestly, I, I'd be just fine with either one of them sitting in the VP slot. Um, Tim Scott just announced, Nikki Haley's been in for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Scott just announced the other day, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and the, the, the field on the GOP side of things is starting to get pretty crowded. It's going to look a lot like the field did in 2016.
1: Yeah. But the only thing is most of those candidates, they know they don't have a snowball's chance at all against Trump or DeSantis. That's the two people. The others I think are campaigning for VP. They say they're campaigning for president, but I just have a feeling that they're campaigning actually for VP or to set the stage for 2028 Right? If we don't get in. Um, I I cannot believe that somebody like that um, man from New York, um, you know who I mean, with the real long name. Ram- Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's got some good ideas nobody's gonna vote for him i don't yeah. mean literally nobody you know what i mean guys in he'll, numbers enough to get him a nomination
0: Yeah, he'll pick up some votes and he's an interesting guy and you know there's there's a guy who like you say probably will not garner enough votes to get anywhere near the nomination but there's a guy i would look at as a cabinet pick for something absolutely you absolutely. know um, because that guy's sharp I mean, he's, he's very sharp. Um, yeah,
1: another one I would consider is Christy Nome. Yeah. Now, I, I like Christy Nome. I like Ted Cruz.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of people. Now, there's some people I don't necessarily like um, that aren't really in it yet, but they're talking about it. Chris Christie is one of oh, those. God, he needs
1: to just go away.
0: You know, and, and I don't think he stands a snowball's chance either. You no. know, I in, in fact I think Vivek Ramaswamy might outdo Chris Christie. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's that's just my my guess at this point. Um, Glenn Youngkin is is talking about the possibility. I don't know that he's going to get in. Oh,
1: and you know who should go away and just please just go away because you Meaning, the person I'm going to say, you're the one that caused the problems we're facing now, is Mike Pence.
0: Yeah, I, you know, Mike Pence, I, I don't think has the, he's not going to have the groundswell of support. Now, he might get, he might pick up some support from the Never Trumpers, but it's not I mean, going to, it's gonna, not going to be no. enough to get him the nomination.
1: He will pick the far left religious right. That's who he'll pick up. The yeah, or uber, uber, what you love to call the Holy of the holier than Laos. Than
0: Laos. Yeah.
1: yeah, he'll pick up that, but it's not going to be enough. He's not going to get the independence because if he had done the right thing, we would not have Joe Biden in the office.
0: Yeah, and he just didn't have the cojones to do it. Right. You know, I mean, that's really what that came down to. Um, exactly. I would be okay with Tim Scott. I would be okay with Nikki Haley. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're both, uh, incredible people,
1: you Nikki know, Haley so. especially for foreign policy.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, she hung around the cesspool over at the UN so long that, you know, she's dealt with every single country and pissed off at least half of them. And that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yes. You know,
0: um, because she wouldn't take any crap from anybody. So, right. you know, that's, that's all. A very interesting situation there. I don't know that Ron DeSantis has made his VP choice yet, and if he has, has he made it internally, or has he actually contacted somebody?
1: I I really don't I don't know. I mean, knowing him as our governor, this man acts when all his ducks are in the row, you know, in a row. He's got everything in place. I mean, he, he's very good at a JAG lawyer. He, he's good at prioritizing, compartmentalizing. I have an idea he knows who he wants, whether that person has agreed or disagreed. But if we suddenly see Nikki Haley or Tim Scott in a few weeks from now or whatever dropping out, I I would think there's some connection
0: there. Yeah, if it happens that quickly, yeah. But I don't think anybody's going to drop out for, I'm guessing, six to eight months.
1: Probably
0: not. You know, I, I I see people trying to write it out as far as possible. And I wonder how many people are actually in it for the express purpose of splitting the votes amongst candidates. Um, Absolutely, you know, because when you when you see a Chris Christie getting in or talking about getting in, uh, when when you see some of these other people talking about getting in, you almost wonder if they're getting in to suck votes away from one particular
1: candidate. But who are they sucking it away from? Are they doing it against Trump or are they doing it against DeSantis? We don't my, know.
0: My guess, if I had to guess. I'd say they're trying to suck votes away from Donald Trump, but that's just my speculation. I don't have any proof of that. But you know, when I when I look at the field, um, you know, I think yeah, some of those people are probably running for a chance at the VP slot. Like you said, mm-hmm. some people are probably running, uh, testing the waters uh, to see how much of a national uh, campaign they can put together. Uh, in case they they're needed for 2028 because let's face it if donald trump wins the nomination and let's say he wins the white house
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay which isn't out of the realm of possibility right,
1: right let's absolutely.
0: let's let's say he does
1: he's four and gone four years and out the door he's a lame duck president especially if we don't take back the senate
0: Which means 2028 would then, uh, again, be a wide open situation on on the GOP side. So some of these candidates might actually be testing the 2028 waters in
1: 2024. Yes. Yes. Or the VP, because let's say my choice DeSantis gets in and he picks either a Tim Scott or a Nikki Haley, and, and... Ron DeSantis does as good for our country as he's done here in Florida, which I have no doubt he would do. That would keep us in the White House, folks, for, let's see, eight plus another eight, 16 years, maybe longer if the person after DeSantis picked another good VP and can carry it all the way through for a generation.
0: You know, it's hard to do that, you know, in, in the political climate of this country. And I'm not saying just now, but historically, um, you know, if you can get, uh, you know, one candidate elected to the Oval Office and that candidate uh, or president at that point serves eight years and that president's VP gets elected, you um, 12 years is about all you get and then the country suddenly decides we we need to change uh, you know the direction. Sure. So
1: unless uh, everything is going
0: so well. Right. So it's it's possible to get 16 years. It's not impossible, but no. historically it's kind of a long shot, but it's better than 4 years.
1: Right, because let's say Trump got in, we barely keep the house. And we don't take back the Senate. Anything he proposes is going to die in the Senate or won't even pass the House because there'll be some well, switch overs, whatever. You, you don't run knowing you're a lame duck.
0: Well, and and here's, here's where this plays in. We only got about two minutes left in this segment. But I want to get this in because I think it's important. Okay. Okay. When it comes to this election cycle, 2024, you're going to want a candidate upon whose coattails you can ride, if you're running Mm -hmm. for Senate or if you're running for the House. Mm -hmm. And to be perfectly honest about it, I'm not sure Donald Trump has those coattails anymore. I don't
1: think he does.
0: You know, it... Uh, with all the baggage that he's you know pulling along behind him and mm-hmm. all the all the baggage we know is going to get piled on between now oh. and the and the primaries and now and the general election if you're running for uh US Senate or you're running for US House do you want to ride the coattails with all that baggage and and that's a question individual Potential senators and representatives, Congress people are going to have to ask themselves. And when you look at it that way, it makes more sense to try and ride the coattails of somebody who doesn't have the baggage than somebody who does.
1: Right. Especially that has been tested out to some degree already with last year's midterms because most of the Trump back candidates did not win. And that doesn't bode well for 2024 either. I'm not you know, saying all of them didn't win, but most of them did not win. And that's not good, especially the Senate candidates. Remember Oz?
0: Well, I mean, w- when you look at the sheer numbers, most of the Trump-backed candidates actually won. But the, the, that majority were in low-level, low-profile races. When right, you get I'm to the high-profile races, yeah, then I'm then the story the was, races. yeah, then it was yeah. on the other side of the coin. So a lot of things, uh, you know, to keep an eye on, and we will, uh, we'll watch um, Ron DeSantis's Twitter feed tomorrow mm-hmm. night with Elon Musk, and we'll just kind of go from there. But Diane, we've hit the bottom of the hour
1: yeah we didn't even get to do our other quick hitters oh no, wow. well had,
0: we had a whole slate of quick hitters we didn't get to do but that's okay because this is important and and this is really going to set the tone for the months coming up so yes you know it's it's very important so we'll take the bottom of the hour break 30 minutes from now i'm talking about the potted plant gets a doctorate but when we come back after this break diane has it with charges must be levied actions must be taken stay with us there's more right side patriots after this you're listening to right side patriots radio the best in conservative commentary news and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet.
1: And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com. Welcome back to
0: Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Greg Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori over there at the Patriot Factor. It's Tuesday night, and if you miss any part of the show, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning. Click the podcast button. You're good to go. Yes. All right, Diane. So there seems to be an issue at the border. Um, <laughs> if you ask uh, the liberals, if you ask the Biden regime, if you ask orcas, oh, no, no, everything's fine. But I tend to believe my eyes more than I believe the liberals' lies.
1: I absolutely 100% agree.
0: So you took a look at the whole situation that's going on down there, Uh and it's one thing to point out the problem, but it's a whole other thing to suggest solutions, and you're going to suggest solutions tonight. In your op-ed,
1: charges must be levied, actions must be taken. Let's start with the Constitution is absolute. All else is mere conjecture coupled with one's personal interpretation. Comprende, Biden? As legally defined, insurrection is an act or instance of rebelling or revolting against a government or civil authority, but is not necessarily contained solely to the physical. Act of overthrowing said government, usually but not always committed via acts of violence, insurrection is a punishable crime under existing federal law. In fact, Section 18 U.S.C. point three seventy one clearly states that quote to commit any offense against the United States by any person persons who incite, assist, or engage in insurrection so they should be charged. January 6th, in my opinion, was not an insurrection, legally or otherwise. But what meets said definition is Joe Biden's actions, or lack thereof, in regards to our southern border. How so? Simply, Biden's policies have led to a deliberate breaching of not only our on-the-books immigration laws, but the health, safety, and welfare of we, the American people, as well. Part of the very oath of office he swore to protect, the very oath he now intentionally betrays. And while Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of our Constitution's Compact Clause states that, quote, No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty or tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay, end quote. The fact is that we are actually being invaded with the point of entry being our southern border. And we are indeed in imminent danger of seeing said invasion expanding throughout our country via Biden's willingly releasing bussing, and flying said invaders into specific cities and states, most of which are deemed Democrat strongholds. And Biden's reason, not verbally said, of course, is but to keep his party in power for generations to come via garnering the votes of the invaders in exchange for doing nothing of substance to quell said invasion, an invasion fueled on by his and his party's promise of of, end, of unending free stuff in exchange for their votes, the very thing the media refuses to address as truth. So how do we end this invasion when the president himself does nothing to stop it, let alone admit what it is? We fight back, both literally and figuratively, but, and this is important, only in accordance with the letter of the law, But first, let's deal with the figurative aspect, for legalities must always supersede any actions taken, especially in regards to situations such as this. For example, as per the Constitution, the ultimate law of our land, no matter the Democrat naysayers, sees the power to, quote, provide The calling forth of the militia to suppress insurrections, end quote, having been given not just to Congress, but also to the president as well. In fact, the Insurrection Act allows for the president to call up the active military and or to federalize the National Guard under certain circumstances, including at the request of a state's governor, especially when local authorities seem to be unable to handle a given situation. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott has done just that by activating Texas's National Guard, but neither Biden nor his administration have responded to the actual much-needed use of force to quell the seemingly unending stream of illegal, law-breaking, anything but what amounts to true immigrants. In fact, some reports say that the influx of people coming in Is not unlike the Mariel Boatlift of 1980, when Fidel Castro emptied out his jails and and prisons and sent said persons to our shores, mingled amongst those truly seeking shelter from a dictator run amok and throw in the cartel mules, the drug dealers, gun smugglers, a terrorist or two or three or more, as well as those engaged in human trafficking. And suddenly the surge, now morphing into an invasion, becomes not just a possibility, but a probability. And Craig, this is especially true when those entering our country illegally are, for the most part, not families truly looking for a better life, young men single men of what would be considered military age
0: you know it's interesting because governor abbott down there in texas took kind of a hard stance uh you know in, in at the end of title uh, 42 and um, you know deployed national guard but he and biden seem to view the national guard very differently While Greg Abbott views them as a fighting force, what do you think Biden views the National Guard as?
1: Well, what he did was he sent the National Guard to the border, but they were not sent to help stop those illegally crossing, but instead to help, quote, process the very people that should have been stopped and sent back from whence they came, simply by Biden's inactions and in not stopping the influx of those breaching our border. He is actually inciting, assisting in, and engaging in insurrection, as per the aforementioned Section 18 U.S.C. point three seven one, in his committing an offense against the United States, by not only allowing those who did not come here legally to remain here, But in not shutting down the very point of entry, that is the problem, as in our southern border. But the question remains for our side, why are these happenings, these inactions on Biden and his administration's part, not being deemed either an insurrection, an invasion, or worse, treason? We know the Democrats' refusal to seriously address the border issues is for no other reason than these folks are future Democrat voters, and as such, the majority of their party hierarchy will do anything, including boldface lie and manipulate numbers, to protect their future voting pool. But what many don't understand, even on our side, is that insurrection In regards to invasion works both ways, as it can and does originate from both the enemy from within and without. Joe Biden and his administration are indeed the enemy within. For when a president of these United States refuses to physically stop, or at the very least tries to stop, an invading army from entering our country, even if by needed use of force... When said president ignores the fact that young children are being cleverly played and used as pawns by the invaders to help sway the bleeding heart liberals to their side of the discourse, that president and his administration is also guilty, in my opinion, of treason. Why treason? Because when a charge of Treason is levied against an individual, especially if it's a sitting U.S. president. One need only look to the Constitution's definition of treason, the only crime so defined. As per Article 3, Section 3, quote, Treason against the United States shall consist only in the levying of war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court, end quote. And I believe Biden's (laughs) ongoing folly at the southern border meets that very definition. But here, let's break this down into two distinct parts. Part one being that with certain Central American countries... Foreign countries freely allowing millions of its citizens to leave their homeland en masse to go to a country where those leaving are knowingly and willingly breaking our immigration laws. When the president of this country now freely lets these overt lawbreakers, hence criminals, into our country, a country now being overwhelmed by the sheer numbers coming in, which in and of itself constitutes an army of sorts, what with most of those coming being young men, and while many are obviously disease ridden with God only knows what, Craig, we gotta know that our country's president, puppet that he is, is still giving aid and comfort to those storming our border.
0: You know, there's a lot to chew on here because there's a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you put that, you know, that definition of treason and Joe Biden's inaction, can you put that in more constitutional framing so that people understand why the Constitution is important and why that constitutional definition of treason is so important?
1: Absolutely. You know, as For these stated reasons, it's my opinion that Joe Biden's lack of actions in trying to physically stop these invaders from entering our country via the use of what is rightful, justifiable, and tangible force does meet the Constitution's definition of treason, as well as does his providing much aid and comfort to this invading army by delivering to them They're promised free stuff. And while some will say that the arrival of this multitude is not a declared war on our country per se, nor ours on the countries they come from, and therefore is not treason, the fact is that when you have millions of foreigners from a specific area who for the most part are entering this country illegally, That indeed is an invasion, a war of sorts, for our immigration laws themselves clearly state who can and cannot legally come here, as well as how to go about doing so. And while we constantly are being bombarded with words to the effect that our immigration laws are broken, I totally disagree, for our immigration laws are not broken, but are simply not being enforced. Remember, Those flooding our southern border are not coming from war-torn nations, nor are they refugees coming from overtly poverty-strewn nations. Simply, they are coming for their Democrat promise-free stuff while happily adding themselves to our welfare and Medicaid rolls. And they do so while some American citizens go hungry and while many of our veterans remain homeless, hungry, and in need of medical care. And Biden well knows these things, yet he remains silent to the needs of American citizens in favor of those who, once again, we are or I should say they are, but Democrat voters, voters, whether they be here legally or not. Now, as to part two of the Constitution's word on treason, which in part states that, quote, no person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court, end quote. Based on these words alone, the witnesses said to overt act are, We, the people, ourselves, for all one needs to do is turn on the TV or go on the Internet to witness for themselves the going on at our southern border. To see the numbers, to know the drugs are coming into our country, to see the devastation and hardships these folks have caused, not only to Texas, but throughout our country, as we American citizens are now being treated as second-class citizens in our in our own country, while Biden and his administration's catering to future Democrat voters remains ongoing. So what is the solution? That is, if a solution is even possible, first, Before I give what I believe to be a truly workable solution, one must know that even a sitting president can indeed be charged on either account, as not even the president is above the law. However, if charges of insurrection or treason were to be levied against Joe Biden, the individual, or against the sum of his administration, no, it is not necessary that all participants commit the same overt act, but only be part of the overall plan, including, Craig, where said act took place. And in this case, the overt act is twofold, with the first being the actual insurrection, uh, I should say incursion, of illegals at our southern border, and the second being the busing of said illegals throughout our country.
0: Okay, so you've you've laid out in this op-ed the definition and the ramifications Mm
1: -hmm. for
0: treason that that we find in the constitution and of course one of those as you just said is impeachment uh of the president how do you think that might play out i i think i know how it would play out in the current climate but how do you think it would play out and then Aside from that, what other solution can you offer, or solutions, plural, can you offer to this ongoing problem?
1: Oh, one hell of a doozy solution. (laughs) But folks, you have to know that if the House were to levy insurrection and or treason charges against Joe Biden, along with a call for his impeachment and subsequent arrest, and it passed in the House, that it would most likely die in the Senate, if it's even allowed, to be brought to the floor. So what is my possible solution? To begin, all, and I do mean all, the immigration laws now currently on the books must be enforced in total. Second, tangible actions must be taken to defend the life and property of we American citizens, including, if need be, sending in the military, active-duty military and federal and state National Guard to not only completely shut down each and every southern border point of entry, but to finish the construction of the border wall in full. That can be paid for with the money saved by not having to give aid and comfort to those who came here while knowingly breaking our laws. And third, and in no way am I saying this should be immediately implemented, nor that individuals take matters into their own hands, but that it should at least be considered due to the increasing dangerous nature of certain individuals now gaining entry, as in the aforementioned drug dealers, gun smugglers, human traffickers, and terrorists hiding a mulk, the multitude of illegal lawbreakers, and it should be handled by our military alone, because what I'm suggesting is best handled by those trained to handle such actions. Simply, in my opinion, our Federal and State National Guard, when facing folks illegally trying to gain entry into our country, should first fire a warning shot along with a call to turn back, of course, not aiming at women and children. And if that does not stop their entry, then it's time for them to take down the would-be invaders. It would only take a few to be brought down to end this nonsense once and for all, for finally, a we-do-mean-business message would have been sent. Our beloved America cannot take much more of this administration run amok, while they willingly allow and encourage the breaking of our laws. For we now have a president more concerned about the sovereignty of foreign nations than he is about the sovereignty of our own. And with nothing having worked so far in regards to what in reality is an open border, maybe the time for tangible, albeit somewhat divisive, harsh actions might be the only way to go case closed.
0: Now I want to, you know, I want to draw a very specific point on this for our listeners. Um, and, and before I do that, I just want to tell folks, if you want to get your hands on the link to Diane's commentary, two places you can do that. You can go to the Patriot factor blogspot.com or RSP radio one.com. Either way, You can get the link, and then you can share it with everybody. But here's the point I want to draw. When you're talking about taking military action, and Mm -hmm. you you lay it out in in the absolute proper order here, okay? Mm -hmm. But I want to draw people's attention to this because most people, when they read through something like this or hear something like this, they're going to focus on the thing that jumps out at them the most, and, and that is military action. The way Diane has laid this out, and it's the proper way to lay this out, such military action is the last resort, not the first. Of
1: course, of course. That's why I said it last. That's why it became last. And if you notice, I said if nothing else works, if they don't turn back, if there's a warning shot, and warning shots guys are usually, you know, shot in the air, out of range of people but they know that you're armed and they don't turn back and they continue to move forward into our country that is an invasion
0: right i mean it is
1: they're trained to do stop invaders from entering our country
0: now uh, according to joe biden our military is there to push pencils and and, and process and, and process people right, mm-hmm. uh, the process should include immediately flinging them back over the border. But it doesn't, right. all right? And so it, it's, you know, aptly, as you said in the op-ed, our, our system isn't broken. It's just simply being ignored. We have plenty of immigration laws on the books. Right. You, know, you enforce the immigration laws by the book. This problem right. doesn't exist today.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's always going to be a handful of people that manage to get through. But look what's coming through our border now. Seriously, sick people with, we don't know what they have. We don't know who these people are. We have no information on these people coming. Terrorists have been caught coming through. The drug dealers, the sex traffickers, the drug runners, the gun runners—is this the people we want in our country? Not really, no. No, and, we and want let me, the best a country has, not the
0: worst. Let me put a finer point on that. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, the the uh, terrorists that are coming across. Mm-hmm. Okay, so far this year. Okay, we're only at the end of May. All right, so far this year. We have caught 80 people that are on the terrorist watch list. Right. How many have we not caught? That's the question. Exactly. You know, so you got to look at, at, you know, the health, safety, and welfare of U.S. citizens because these people that are on terrorist watch lists around the country are not coming here to open up a, a, a coffee shop and be no. productive members of society. That's not their thing.
1: Remember, The president takes an oath not only to protect the Constitution and uphold it, but to help, you know, to keep the health, uh, welfare, and safety of American citizens paramount above all else. He's giving more things to illegals than Americans. We have veterans without homes, sleeping on the streets, in need of medical care but no, they're being passed by veterans who fought for this country in favor this to this scum that's coming across the border. Yeah, I know. It's I'm crazy. I'm not talking about all the people, folks. I'm talking about those aforementioned you know, nasties. Well,
0: I mean, let's put a finer point on that, too. All right? Uh, just last week in New York City... Uh, a couple of hotels that have been reserved for homeless veterans were mm-hmm. emptied out of homeless veterans to be replaced by illegal aliens yeah is, is yeah. that the, is that the way we take care of the people yeah. that fight for this country Is that the way we take care of people that sacrifice for this company or country we throw them out and put illegal right. aliens lawbreakers in
1: really well, here's here's something worse. This administration claims, you know, education, yes, we got to do all our education things, we got to up our scores and this and that. In New York City and the surrounding areas, they wanted to house illegal aliens in the gymnasiums of public schools, elementary schools. The people of New York in those particular areas, they revolted.
0: And I, that got locked down. I mean, can, I mean, just imagine, just imagine. You know, it, nothing, nothing tells you the liberals are lying quite like that because if they were really intent on getting test scores up, they wouldn't be indoctrinating kids. They'd be teaching right. kids, and they certainly wouldn't be housing illegal alien lawbreakers in school gymnasiums. What, what With young children. You know, what they're interested in, the liberals, is not raising test scores in schools. It's raising
1: voter levels at the polls. Exactly. And here's one other thing to think about. All these Democrats, cities, and states where these people are being bused to, you know, for their votes. They're now all complaining. It's costing us too much money. We don't want them here. Blah, 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 blah. So change your designation. Take away the fact that you're a sanctuary state or a sanctuary city. But they well, don't do that. They, can't. they want them for the votes, but they don't want to have to pay for them.
0: That's excuse me. That's the trap you fall into when you virtue signal. Right. Okay, and, and that's what the sanctuary city, sanctuary state crap is. It's virtue signaling. Oh, look, yep. we're better. We're better than those conservatives. We're better than those Republicans. We're more tolerant. We're more open. Okay? They are until the illegals that they claim they want show up, and then all of a sudden it's Martha's Vineyard. Get the hell out of here. Right. You know, I mean, that's just the way it is. Folks, you can get Diane's op-ed two places, the PatriotFactor.blogspot.com or... RSP radio one.com great op-ed, a lot of information in it, actual solutions in it. And that's something you're not going to find pretty much anywhere else. So grab the link wherever you can and share it with that. We've come to the top of the hour, which means we got to take one more break. And when we come back, I am going to work my way through a commentary that contains 17 videos embedded
1: in it. Yeah, but guys, you should really look at the videos because everybody needs a good laugh or two or seventeen during the day. <laughs>
0: the potted plant gets a doctorate. More on Right Side Patriots after this. Hi
1: guys, Diane Sorry from the Patriot Factor on the PatriotFactor.blockspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's longtime Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at RSPRadio1.com.
0: You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of right-side patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet.
1: You're listening to RSPRadio1.com.
0: Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen and Diane Sorry getting you through a Tuesday night edition of the show. Glad to have you on board. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and you can listen to this show or any of the others you find there. Yes. All right. So I, you know, like you had had enough of the border. I had had enough of Joe Biden. And a little over a week ago, Joe Biden was honored at a a so-called university. And when I saw that, I thought, are you kidding me? Really? And then I heard the introduction that the president of that university gave Joe Biden. And I knew, I knew at that point I had to take action. Okay. And so I did. The potted plant gets a doctorate. Now, given the current state of our nation's asylums of higher indoctrination, it should come as no great surprise that they're handing out dumbed-down diplomas like candy on Halloween. But dumbed-down doctorates? One would think, or at least hope, that doctorates would be reserved for the best and the brightest. Those few, to whom 2 plus 2 does not equal 3 just because they want it to, And honorary doctorates should be going to those who have actually accomplished something grand in life. Sadly, that's just not the case. Recently, Joe Biden received an honorary doctorate from Howard University. And before I tell you why he was honored, allow me to provide just a speck of background on the Howard Asylum of Higher Indoctrination. Howard is located in Washington, D.C., and it's primarily an asylum of higher indoctrination, which caters to black indoctrinees. Okay, so Dr. Wayne Frederick, the president of Howard University, introduced Biden with these words, and I quote, Admired for your sound analytical intellect and open embrace for all, your popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States led to your illustrious reputation and outstanding service of 36 years as a Democratic senator from Delaware beginning at the tender age of 29. Diane, I would be remiss at this point, not to mention that one would hope that the president of any asylum of higher indoctrination would at the very least have enough respect for himself and for the asylum he's running to not just stand there and provide ass cover for an abject idiot but not dr wayne frederick
1: well you know being that he is the head of a school of higher indoctrination basically a woke university i don't think he even knows the definition of intellect you you question that right i really question that
0: i mean let's start with the painfully obvious admired for your sound analytical intellect joe biden sound (laughs) intellectual intellect seriously Joe Biden has not possessed a sound analytical intellect since he was a teenager letting kids at a local swimming pool pet his hairy legs. This (laughs) is Joe Biden we're talking about here. The big guy who brings things like his hooker and crack-addicted kid Hunter, who thinks his his hooker and crack-addicted kid Hunter is the smartest guy he knows. Hell, he can even analyze he can't even analyze his way out of a room can't even analyze his way off a stage or out of a rope line good lord he had to be directed by some doofus dressed as a giant easter bunny and worse by that cackling idiot kamala harris the man shakes hands with people who aren't there mm-hmm. and the sound analytical mind of joe biden can't even figure out how to dress himself i have videos showing all of these things that i say to be true what Mm -hmm. we're talking about here is a guy who has no idea how stairs work not once not twice but three separate times (laughs) seriously the man can't even analyze how to follow a simple sidewalk more videos obviously diane the problem. In him not being able to negotiate a sidewalk, was the guy pointing the way for the man with the sound analytical intellect was not wearing a giant Easter bunny costume?
1: I guess, you know, Craig, in liberal land, they kind of have a different definition of sound analytical intellect than we do i guess in co- instead of common core math this is their kind uh, common core maybe biological functions if you will
0: uh, cognitive i don't know yeah. i mean you know i've got a video in here uh the top 10 gaffes and bloopers from joe biden last year obviously there have been a lot more Since then, that video just barely scratches the surface. And to be perfectly clear, would a man with a sound analytical intellect put an abject moron (laughs) in charge of our nation's artificial intelligence, more videos, not even the blathering shrews on the view can articulate what Kamala Harris has accomplished as the VP and the man with sound analytical intellect has put her In charge of our nation's artificial intelligence? What was it again that Obama said of the man with sound analytical intellect? Oh yeah, never underestimate Joe's ability to fuck things up, end quote. In the next video, we see Biden once again proving Obama's point. Biden got off Air Force One in Japan last week in a downpour of rain, carrying an umbrella. Does Biden know how to open the umbrella? Obviously, as he stood in the driving rain for almost a full minute, getting soaked while shaking hands, the answer is no. Yeah. Biden being baffled by an umbrella, however, is nothing new. As during the run-up to the 2020 election, on one of the few occasions when he poked his head out of the basement, he had no idea of the complex procedures regarding the closing of an umbrella. More videos. It's an umbrella, you dithering idiot. I could easily provide hours upon hours of video laying waste to the claim by the president of the Howard Asylum of Higher Indoctrination that Joe Biden has a sound analytical intellect. But, Diane, let me delve into the second part of that propaganda introduction before the honorary doctorate was bestowed upon the man with the cognitive capabilities of an average root vegetable. Dr. Wayne Frederick said of Joe Biden that he has, quote, popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States,
1: unquote. Well, you know, I kind of beg to differ with that because has um, Uncle Joe or this Wayne Frederick even bothered to look at the polls coming out? Well, polls, you know, we all know this far out, we really can't take as, you know, tangible truth. But in the case of Joe Biden and and everything that he's done, and I mean on the guffaw end and on the policy end, I kind of think maybe these polls might have hit it right. Well, I'll tell
0: you something about the polls, okay? When you look at polling for an upcoming election that's a year and a half away, you, you can't really take the polls too seriously. However, Biden's polls are his popularity polls, right? right. So they reflect the job he's already done. It, it's not a poll that forecasts anything. It's a job or a poll that responds to well, something. let's put it
1: this way. If they, maybe they should poll a very simple question. Has Joe Biden destroyed this country?
0: Well, You know, I I think if they did that, I think the numbers might even be lower. But right now, Joe Biden, the man Frederick, claims to have popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States, has a 26% approval rating amongst Americans under the age of 30. And to be clear, the graduates of the class of 2023 at the Howard Asylum of Higher Indoctrination, at the event where Joe Biden was handed an honorary doctorate in part because he has popularity on both sides of the aisle of the united states those people are under the age of 30 and only 26 percent of them approve of joe biden furthermore the howard asylum of higher indoctrination is a historically black asylum and amongst non-white adults joe's average approval rating is at 42 percent making matters even worse is that the Howard Asylum of Higher Indoctrination is located in Washington, D.C., and amongst urban adults, Biden's approval is only 41%, meaning that not only is Joe Biden a staggering imbecile, most people don't like him. In fact, just last month, the man with popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States is underwater in approval r- ratings <coughs> in 40 out of the 50 states Mm -hmm. now while i can't imagine any republican other than those who long ago lost their ability to fog a mirror voted for biden in 2020 a full 73 percent of adults do not want him to run in 2024 and that includes nearly half 47 percent from his own party Does that sound like a guy with popularity on both sides of the aisle of the United States to you? So, Diane, during Biden's commencement speech, after the president of the Howard Asylum of Higher Indoctrination gaslighted the audience with his introduction, Biden told the assembled indoctrinees that, quote, white supremacy is the single most dangerous terrorist threat in our homeland, unquote.
1: I kind of guess he forgot, you know, about the uh, Middle East nasties that uh, not only wish to wipe Israel off the face of the map, but wipe us off as well. I guess he forgot all about, you know, the domestic terrorists that are running around here. Um, I guess he just forgets reality
0: i don't know that he's ever even had a relationship with reality that could be right (laughs) you know talk about biting off more than he can chew but biden says white supremacy is the single most dangerous terrorist threat in our homeland he's letting his alligator mouth overload his hummingbird ass he's the man who helped arm the Mexican drug cartels in the days of Fast and Furious during the Obama regime and who directly armed the Taliban in Afghanistan. It's even more remarkable when one considers that millions upon millions of completely unvetted illegal aliens are pouring across our borders, including people on terrorist watch lists as Biden and his regime insist that our border is secure. It becomes even more interesting when one remembers Joe Biden's own past racial comments. More videos. And let's not forget that Joe Biden was close friends with longtime exalted Cyclops KKK member Robert Byrd and eulogized the racist as a great man in 2010. Even his own VP once called Joe out on his racist comments, more videos. And then there's this. Joe Biden made his comment that white supremacy is the number one terrorist threat in our homeland at an asylum of higher indoctrination that is historically black and caters primarily to one race only. Please, somebody, tell me why a historically black Catering to primarily one race asylum of higher indoctrination would bestow upon such a historically racist old coot an honorary doctorate degree and especially upon someone who has a long history of lying about his involvement in the civil rights movement. More videos. That's right. And on top of all that, old Jim Crow, Dementia Joe has also decried desegregation in 1977 saying he didn't want his children growing up in a quote unquote racial jungle that's the guy who got an honorary doctorate from a historically black asylum they let that guy give the commencement speech do not I repeat, do not be one bit surprised if somewhere down the road the Nobel Committee gives Joe Biden a peace prize for bringing China, North diarrhea, Russia, and Iran together. And I'll tell you something else right now. If I had a kid registered in that so-called university, the university that graduated Kamala Harris and just gave Joe Biden an honorary doctorate, I'd pull my kid out of there faster than Hutter pulled out of that stripper. And by that, I mean before it's too late. One potted plant that makes its own fertilizer every time it opens its pie hole, getting an honorary doctorate from a racist asylum of higher indoctrination, is more than enough.
1: It's not just more than enough, Craig. It's an absolute joke. And it's also an insult to the black students that graduated from there and made something of themselves.
0: It's a, it's a slap in the face to any black student who ever made anything of themselves anywhere. And and I don't care if you know we're talking about uh, you know students who've gone to universities students who've gone to trade schools. I'm not even talking about people that have gone on anywhere past high school or in some cases junior high. You have opportunities in this country to make something of yourself, and it's unlike any other country in that regard. And you look around. You see all the successful black people in this country Mm -hmm. and what they do and and the variety of things they do and, and, and their success. And you tell me this country is so racist that black people can't do it? Excuse me, black people are getting there every single day, and rightly so.
1: And what a lot of people forget, we had a growing black middle class population before Obama took office, in my opinion, and reignited all the old racial hatreds that were starting to wane on their
0: own. You know, I, I mean, I grew up believing, for good reason, that the color of a person's skin didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just like Dr. King said, you judge people based on their character, not the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And good people come in all colors. Bad people come in all colors. You know, I mean, it's just the, a fact of life. Right? You know, but when when you have a school that caters primarily to one race only. Imagine if you had a school that catered primarily and was proud of the fact and had it in their website that they catered to white people. Well, that would be racist. Well, why is it not racist if a school caters primarily to any color?
1: I'd like to see the percentage of white people in this school because it is discrimination if they keep white people out. Well, they don't keep white people out,
0: okay? But they they cater primarily to black people, all right? If you had a school that catered primarily to white people and still had a few black people here and there, well, that would be racist,
1: it just would but it should be the same way on the other foot otherwise it's just reverse discrimination
0: yeah i I, it's it's amazing you know Mm -hmm. so you've got a school and and let's take the racist aspect out of the school okay you've got a school that caters primarily to black students okay Mm -hmm. then for your commencement speaker and the recipient of an honorary doctorate, you get a guy with a racist history, a guy who was close friends with with a, an exalted Cyclops of the KKK, who mm-hmm. eulogized the exalted Cyclops of the KKK as a great man. You get a guy to give your commencement address that has lied and lied and lied and lied about marching in the civil rights movement. Oh,
1: right, exactly.
0: I mean, and it, it, his lies are all on video. I've got the videos. I've got 17 videos locked and loaded in this thing.
1: Yeah. His jungle comment alone should have disqualified him from any doctorate. Now, you you
0: watch the video where, you know, it's it's... You know, he's talking about the Civil Rights Movement. And in almost every speech he gave about that, and there are several, okay, he talks about desegregating movie theaters and desegregating um, something else. I can't remember what it was. But this is the guy who led the charge to continue to segregate schools in 1977.
1: Right. But he claims, no, he's learned, he's grown. No, he's, he's repeating what he's been told to repeat by his puppet master. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just incredible.
0: You know, yeah. now, look, I can say whatever I want, you know, but that's why I've got 17 videos in this thing. I'm backing up everything I'm saying. I'm showing you Biden on video engaged in this nonsense you know you you would think a guy a guy a full-grown man could figure out how to close an umbrella not joe biden not joe biden if you watch that video you will be astounded when he got off of air force one last week he couldn't figure out how to open an umbrella yeah and you know
1: the man is getting older I don't care what anyone says. I personally believe he has both Parkinson's and Alzheimer's.
0: I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things.
1: Yeah, Dimension in general, if you want to put an umbrella over it, but this man should not be president of these United States. And mark my words, if, whoever the Republican is, if he beats them, not only do I believe it will be because of use your air quote folks voter irregularities um but I think once he's in office they will twenty uh twenty five him, him out um Kamala Harris will get in, and Obama will have his fourth term in office you know
0: it's it's it, well and when you when you go to read this commentary on my blog, thenationalpatriot.com, make sure you watch the videos. I've got a whole barrage of Kamala Harris videos in there, too. That's the woman put in charge of our
1: artificial intelligence in this country? Well, Craig, look at it this way. They were meeting the definition. She has no intelligence. Whatever little bit she has is made up artificial trying to pass as intelligence it's it's unbelievable Mm
0: -hmm. And, and this is the man with superior intellect according to to this asylum of higher indoctrination how could that guy frederick wayne frederick how
1: could he get up there and say those things with a straight face because he's bought into the whole liberal agenda, the wokeism, the cancel culture, the everything. they What they did by giving it to Biden, they tried to make themselves, we're not racist, you see? We gave yeah. it to a white man.
0: They gave it to a white man who claims to have marched in the civil rights movement in the 1960s and never did. They yeah. gave it to a man with a long history of making racist statements, and they gave it to a man who eulogized a high-ranking member of the KKK as a great man. hmm Really? Howard Asylum
1: of Higher Indoctrination? Really? Look, Howard got its 15 minutes, instead of fame, it got its 15 minutes of infamy, because if you look at the videos read the commentary, understand exactly how things were unfolding. You have to be uh, anything but a potted plant. You've got to realize in your own mind, what were the this man thinking to do this? It's just It's just astounding. Well, you it know, shows Biden, you know, cozying up to black people, and there's the votes.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you something. There's a lot of black people that were sitting in that audience and even graduates that were sitting in that audience that did not like the fact that he was there at all because they don't like him. They're right. among that 26%. You know, right. in, in, in voting age adults, 18 to 30 years old, that is the exact age group that goes to college, right? right. Mm-hmm. Among that age group, sitting in that audience... According to the president of the asylum, Biden has immense popularity on both sides of the aisle, but the numbers show just the opposite. Only 26% of people in that age bracket like him.
1: Only 26%. If I'm not mistaken, that's the lowest number for any sitting president ever.
0: It's it's astounding. Mm -hmm. It's astounding. I mean... There stands this guy giving this introduction. I mean, here's a guy that everybody loves. You all love this guy. No, they
1: don't. Well, I'm part of everybody, and I can't stand them.
0: (laughs) You know, 18 to 30 years old, and he's got a 26% approval rating amongst the very age group that he's getting a doctorate in front of and giving a commencement speech to?
1: Did you hear his speech?
0: I did, unfortunately.
1: Was that a bunch of unstrung together nonsense?
0: It, it barely made more non barely made more sense than had Kamala Harris delivered it. Oh God, please. <clears throat> I'm just saying. You know, folks, go to my blog, thenationalpatriot.com. Go to rspradio1.com, one dot com either place you can get the link to that particular commentary the potted plant gets a doctorate and i hope you share it everywhere but do yourselves a favor spend the time to watch the videos
1: yeah they're they're funny they are good for a laugh i mean
0: all i did was illustrate what i'm saying you know It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to have the video to prove it. That's just the way it is. Folks, we've hit the bottom of the hour. That means the end of the show.
1: Yes. And with that, guys, we'll see you back on
0: June 2nd. Have a great rest of this week, a great next week, and we'll see you June 2nd. Have a great... The
1: morning day is scheduled for all day Monday.
0: Just what, what the we hell?
1: Mean, my phone. It, it was a pop-up.
0: <laughs> we know <laughs> Memorial Day is scheduled for Monday. That's what we're talking about, Telephone Lady. I know. <laughs> folks, nice night, night, folks. Have a great Memorial Day. Get out to any of the local cemeteries near you and pay your respects to those who gave their all in the service of this country.
1: Absolutely.
0: Bye bye.